the film series that won't die. Nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Amityville House Podcast. I am Tom. And I am Pat. And this week we're looking at Amityville Dollhouse. So time to start putting funny words in front of the word house. Mm-hmm. It's like a metaphor. Yeah. You get it? Like Amityville Millhouse. Amityville Millhouse. Amityville Random House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amityville Playhouse. Amityville Wings Hauser. Uh, oh. Amityville Cider House. Well, that one rules, right? So, uh, for our pre-ramble, we were going to talk about uh, the use of miniatures and dollhouses and such. Yeah. Not just horror movies, but we can definitely start there. The first one that came to mind for me was Hereditary, uh, because it's so incorporated into the film. Yeah. And... And awesome. Yeah. Shouldn't we, can't we just watch Hereditary instead? It's probably the same thing, but better. Yeah, we might not do an episode <laughs> on it, but we can we, we can treat oh, ourselves. Oh, Hereditary. I always liked the um, dollhouse, the uh, the paper mache house that Patricia Arquette is making in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The mm-hmm. Dream Warriors, because she knows that he lives in this house and she's becoming obsessed with it. And it always sucks. Like, that house is, the, the paper mache house is never finished. No, but like, even in the toy that comes with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, Freddy action figures, and it's still like half unpainted and everything. It's, it's, mm. Which is good. It's accurate. Yes, yeah. but it's just one of those. Oh, in the movie, she never got to finish it. Yeah. Then there's also the um, obviously the massive uh, miniature setup that the Maitlands create. Yeah. Uh, well, mainly Adam Maitland, but yeah. um, in Beetlejuice. Yes. Uh, which. So good. It's so great, and that I that becomes know- essential. Like that is a central thing in the movie because I mean Beetlejuice mm-hmm. lives there. Beetlejuice lives there. Um, they go to meet him there. Um, it's been sleezing they, around your yeah. model. He get they get trapped there at one point. Yeah, like it's it's a major location for the film, and it's also like just when they go into miniature world, so well realized yes. as like the fake the, grass. And yeah, the, the cardboard. cardboard and, oh yeah. my god, love it. And there are. Like, yeah, there are train gardens all over, you know, especially around, you know, uh, the winter holidays. You can go to, like, fire departments will have them or, like, you know, local malls and stuff. The uh, miniature maze in The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Which nobody used to their advantage. True. (laughs) Like, nobody memorized, like, oh, this is how we play. Okay, left, right, left, right, left, right, BA select, start, we're out. Exactly. And I know that was not the Konami code, don't write in. It's fine. Um,. The Gradius code, if you really want to be, you know, pedantic. Oh, my God. And I do. I hate you. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But, but especially, especially <laughs> with the Beetlejuice. I hate dollhouses in movies. It's always just, it adds a level of juvenile, juvenility to the horror. Like, no matter what 
the threat is or how scary there's going to be goofy ass nursery rhymes and little kitty uh like, like mobile music playing throughout the whole thing because it's a doll mm-hmm. we should fear our childhood when we used to be scared of these things like it's a, these are always a red flag if i see any variation of like dollhouse or toy box or something that that's a mm-hmm. central theme is like i'm not going to enjoy this film. yeah and this on the heels of us talking about some that we loved but because yes. it has worked sometimes we don't know if it's going to tonight yeah yeah but with this is the risk we take for you guys every week mm-hmm. like, for no money send us money send us money because <laughs> this Christmas I would like to make a train garden featuring the town the Maitlands move to yeah. but throw in the Elm Street house throw in some other you know Do miniature the, houses the hereditary house from uh, from Dr. Sleep oh yeah absolutely like double king it you know yeah. that um, go full king <laughs> and uh, maybe include include like Christmas Town um, and Halloween Town for Nightmare sure. Before Christmas. Yeah. One year I was at a Toy Fair International, mm-hmm. and a company I believe June Planning from Japan had a subscription that you could buy. Uh, it was several hundred dollars per piece, but once you bought all of the pieces, and I don't even remember how many, it was massive. But you could build. All of the all of the towns like from Nightmare Before Christmas, and the thing Jesus. took up more space than the living room we're sitting in right now. It was gigantic. I mean, if a job's worth doing, yeah. But like, you have to own a mansion to to have this thing. But and at the prices it. they were charging, yeah, yeah I would. We, we know who our clientele are. Basically, yeah. But like, I would love to set up some sort of a massive thing like that. Like mm. maybe a giant, yeah, horror train garden playscape with then, all the houses on one street yep um, include the Myers house in there yep. Myers house um, the Elm Street house the house house the mm-hmm. Bates Motel house 2 the second story house for sure um, but yeah like just giant like horror village yeah I, that if I ever do become a millionaire multi-millionaire Obviously. because honestly like you know yeah one million dollars doesn't buy one million dollars yeah. anymore and considering what I make, it's going to probably be a long, long, yeah. long-term project. Then you're still focused on your space trip. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I tried making. It's a, not that we mind the rich people going into the space; it's that they keep coming back. It's yeah. just like, no, go away. It's, yeah. It'll be fine. Why can't we have Richard Branson's Event Horizon? <sighs> I would be willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ri- risking the existence of whatever parallel hell dimension that Event Horizon takes place in. Yeah. If it would take Richard Branson. Yeah. Like, even if it's not a full Event Horizon, even if it's more like contact, where a man who questions whether his wealth makes him God or if God really yeah. exists and then dies in space anyway. I mean, I'll be honest, with the uh, level of money hoarding that these rich people got, I'll settle for a challenger. <laughs> and honestly, it'd be their own tech, so it'd be hubris, so yes. there's at least, you know. I wonder if it'll be like kind of like a roulette thing, where like so many of them are doing them, and because these things have been exploding fairly oh, yeah. regularly. quite consistently. Uh, 
one of these guys is going to be taken out by one of these things. Yeah. Well, these are all guys who started companies that were then built up by a lot of you know strong employees and collaborators, mm-hmm. but they took all of the credit for it. And again, their hubris has made them think that they did and created all of this. Yeah. And now here is a thing. They get to go to space on all of it without necessarily all of the collaborators they've burned or bankrupted over the years. Yeah. So left to their own devices, they might just be, um, you know, space popsicles. Corpsicles. Yeah. I tried to make a diorama of outer space, but it turns out in a vacuum, scale doesn't matter. Uh, yes. Yeah. Correct. So that was that was light years are light years, no matter how far away. Yep. <laughs> so. But anyway, well, Amityville Dollhouse. We're gonna check made it out. Made by no one, starring almost no one. The older sister from uh, that '70s show is in this movie, and also from a very memorable episode of The X Files. Remember that? Uh, what was it? Was it Schizo? The the one where the two girls have like the same birth date, and so the whole town is going nuts. I'm pretty oh sure. God. I'm oh, pretty sure yeah, she yeah. is one of them. Ah. I'm pretty sure she is. I'll double check while we're watching. Yeah, forgot about that one. It's really good. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's not a conspiracy episode, and it's not a Darren Morgan episode, yeah. and those are the ones I tend to remember best. But uh, the Monster of the Week for me, like those what's the thing? Monster of the, of the Week was why the you know. The Darren Morgan ones were so good. He never did a giant continuity one. Yeah. Except for his episode in the final season, which, while it's not the final episode of that season, I feel like would have been the perfect series finale for the X-Files. But, yeah, they went ahead and pushed a little more conspiracy stuff that will never add up at this point. Nope. So, anyway, let's watch a dollhouse. Amityville dollhouse. See you in a bit. We have returned from the dollhouse. Yay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the movie opens showing us the dollhouse of the Amityville house, the original. Yeah. Um, Somebody built a dollhouse of the Amityville house. And you're absolutely absolutely right, listener at home. Why would somebody do that? Great yeah. question. Never yeah. find out. Yeah, maybe somebody saw the Amityville movies and wanted to replicate it. Maybe it was just inspired by a... We have no idea. They're on... They're in California. There's like no physical or locational connection between this house and the Amityville house other than in the tool sh- abandoned tool shed that has not been opened in the 10 months that this guy has been building his house. There is a, a, a two-scale model of the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. Now, it's never named the Amityville house. The word True. Amityville is never spoken in the film. Nope. Somebody just... there in California. Yeah. This guy builds a house over 10 months for his new family. Uh, he has just married a woman. He has oh. his kids. Um, he has a son and a daughter. Todd and Jessica. Mm-hmm. And Claire, bring, Claire brings along uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And our architect, our second architect of the series, yeah. which you'd think would be a bit more recurring. Actually, maybe not, but, you know, house-themed things. Yeah. But Bill is our uh, 
Mike Brady-esque character trying to blend these families together. And I, I'm still a fan of Bill. I, don't, oh, I like I, Bill. Bill was pretty great throughout the whole thing. I also like that one character in the movie calls him Mr. Brady. Yeah, the, the undead, the, the undead other dad. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get definitely to get to. He's pretty great. Um, so yeah, we see this dollhouse, including at the tail end, uh, basically a bundle of little voodoo dolls with X's on their eyes. Yep. Um, Not creepy at all. Ew, dolls, dollhouses, they're perfectly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is set in California, again, because that's where they film most stuff. Yeah. And the house that he has built looks absolutely nothing like the dollhouse or the Amityville house. It looks nice, though. Yeah, it does look nice. But he builds it, and he's got this yeah, this shack outside that has been on the property mm-hmm. the entire time. It is an ancient shack. And he, as they're moving into the house, finally breaks the chains holding it shut to go in and explore dollhouse there's a whole bunch of uh, entomology displays there's um some tools yeah uh it's a show. some weird newspapers that you see glimpses of throughout the film that reference like the house burning down but mm-hmm. you never get like a full idea of what they pertain to the house as uh, we find out uh is all new except for the fireplace was uh that was from the original that was the house that was on the property originally that burned down but bill thought they could save some money by keeping the original fireplace since it was in such good shape yeah which that's a thing yeah if if anyone out there is an architect and can verify that this would be a cost-cutting measure we'd love to hear about it Mm. Um, so yeah, let's cover the family first before yeah. we dive in. Um, we, just as a general, uh, Bill, Bill is a stand-up father. He is, and slightly psychic. He mm-hmm. has pre- uh, permanent uh, dream premonitions, but all throughout it, he he avoids a lot of cliches in uh, movies in general. In the Amityville movies in specific, like he gets blue balled but doesn't make it a prop, make it a big deal. Yeah, not uh, angry. Isn't really going after any of the kids overly. Mm-hmm. He never really he's overreacts. He's actually, just, he's, he's kind of a cool guy. Quite supportive of the kids. He's very yeah. understanding when Jimmy is extremely upset at him. Um, says, what do you want? He's like, I would like to be left alone. He's like, okay. okay. That that's that's reasonable, but doesn't like add like like a little like zinger or any sort of mm-hmm. like mean things. Just like yep, yeah, all right, all yeah, right, that's what you need. That's, that's what you need. Yeah, that's sensible. When he and Claire have fights, they have rational conversations. In yeah. general, the family dynamic, it's normal. Yeah, it rings true. Like the characters talk like real people. Yeah, and not like movie real people. Like the teenagers sound annoying and yeah. like in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like well, also like we've got Claire. Claire is the mom, mm-hmm. and uh, she's. We never really get any of her backstory, other Not than really. she she's a she's a widow. Yeah, her uh, jet pilot or fighter jet pilot husband died at some point mm-hmm. before the movie begins. Yeah, uh, in service to our country. Obviously. Um, but yeah, we don't. She's not as well rounded out as a lot of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Her major thread we'll get to because yeah. that's. It's very in keeping with the Amityville series. So far as we've been finding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now, uh, Todd is the oldest son. He is a 
end of high school teenager, I would say. Yeah. And I... I felt he gave off, especially at the beginning, more off of his look than anything else. Mm. Uh, I noted that he was kind of a cross between Mark and Danny <laughs> from The Room. Oh, hi, like Mark. If, yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Danny. Like, those two. <laughs> and it was shortly after I noted this that uh, he bonds with his father by tossing a football back and forth, which is... Just kind of really hitting at home. Yeah. And it predates the room. So maybe this is where Tommy Wiseau yeah. found some inspiration. This seems like the type of movie he would have really liked. Yeah. <laughs> he would have understood that this, this is, is the family drama. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, I thought Todd, like, other than just radiating douchebag vibes, mm. um, even though he doesn't turn out to be as much of a douche as, no. like, he is coded to present as, he, 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 I just kept seeing Craig Schaefer when I looked at him with, like, mm. some Val Kilmer hair on top. It was weird yeah. and confusing for me every time I saw him. But, yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he was, uh, again, like... Yes, he had some douchebag moves, but he also had a lot of caring and concern for his family moves. He was trying. Yeah. Um, there were times where even with the siblings that he wasn't getting along with, um, he was he was understanding. He tried to make amends. He tried yeah. to apologize. He mm-hmm. like Nobody in this movie was an unrepentant asshole, which tends to come up a lot in horror movies, Definitely. obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone was... You could root for them. You yeah. could. You you didn't want to see bad things happen to this character because he's been such a dick this time. No, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have. Well, if more bad stuff happened to Jimmy, I wouldn't have been averse to it. Jimmy was a bit annoying. Um, he was. I think he was supposed to be. I know, but he yeah. was. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he he he's a nerd, but he's obnoxious, and I know he's dad's dead and the new family and everything but yeah he was annoying <laughs> he's got this little mouse and he's afraid of spiders and he dresses like ed grimley and he's got mm-hmm. a smart retort to every single thing you say yeah but, but like, the way a 12 year old is right it was like a lot of the smart retorts weren't necessarily smart they were more just um smart petulant alecky yeah <laughs> and he wasn't so much a clever as occasionally being a little bit of a snot and also um, he reminded me of if you took the indoor kids table from Wet Hot American Summer and made an amalgam of them um, that and in that movie those kids you know some good lines and gags but some of them had a weird smugness to them so anyway Jimmy was not as likable yeah and then there's Jessica, the girl. Mm-hmm. She's there. She's, She's the, the youngest. She gets the dollhouse. Actually, to her credit, like they, they managed to give her like a, a bit more than the normal she's the youngest and psychically in tuned with the dollhouse thing where she actually tries to use science. She makes observations about the house, mm-hmm. the little dollhouse, all the weird stuff happening around it, mm-hmm. and tries to come up with uh, like the rules and everything, yeah. which that was pretty good. Yeah, she's keeping notes and, um, I mean, makes makes sense for a character to do that it also does help the audience along so that you know when they start doing things like oh right that was an established thing okay that was pointed out specifically cool Um, such as the rules are Mm -hmm. which 
is, as the series goes, uh, just as scattered Flexible. as always. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they move into the house, and right after they move into the house, um, well, the, one of the first nights, the fireplace that had we later find out had been part of the original house that had yeah. burned down and killed his family, um, that fireplace ignites it's a uh, gas fueled yeah um, so he had installed gas switch. lines into this fireplace I believe yeah uh, but it's heating the whole house and while he's trying to figure out how to fix it and get the AC working fire he zones and has one of his psychic dreams where he mm-hmm. sees glimpses of demons yeah um, but then you know everything's fine yeah then we have the birthday party then okay then begins the longest day like mm-hmm. this is this day that's supposed to be Jessica's birthday party and I swear to god it is the whole half of the movie is this day they do end up doing so many things like the house starts immediately working on all of them once again the house can drive a car and so it mm-hmm. uses what the pickup truck to run over the birthday present uh, a bicycle for yeah. Jessica so that you know we have to give her the dollhouse to give her something or else we're the worst parents mm-hmm. ever and the wrap job on the dollhouse House it's is fine. they draped yeah they draped some wrapping paper over the dollhouse it's wrapping it would paper. give it away. why do we bother it would, it, it would give it away it right would, exactly oh that's shaped like uh no this is just no yeah it's fine and then uh the in-laws show up uh bill's sister marla and her husband tobias mm-hmm. the proprietors of the golden raven bookstore which should, there should be one of those yeah there should be one of those in baltimore I would assume there is probably the like it, it, it is a it is basically raise a cult yeah. where it's just all sorts of all of your metaphysical needs can be served they the, the best gag is like later in the movie you see they have like a card catalog like a whole chest of little drawers and they're all marked by runes yeah no doing decimal we've no, got like the no. proper you know exactly um, but yeah, they are. They show up at the birthday party yeah. on a motorcycle because they are biker hippie Wiccan. Yeah, Wicca. I think when it's plural, it's Wicca. They're Wicca. Okay, I was I was going more adjective, but yeah, okay, uh, I'll take it. I and they I immediately know. Yeah, there's they, something wrong in this house. Yeah. They both got a bad vibe off of the place. They're both kind of keeping an eye on everything. Yeah. They have their suspicions. They find, um, they grab one of the little dolls from the dollhouse. Not until the next day. Oh, not the next day. That's right. This is how we know this all takes place on one day because Jessica gets sick at the, during the birthday party. They bring her upstairs. Marla, the sis, the, uh, Bill's sister says, I'll stop by tomorrow with some herbal tea to help. Mm -hmm. And then, it just keeps going, and then the next, like the like once day happens again, she uh, Marla shows up with the tea, and then uh, procures one of the dolls to run mystical experiments on at the Golden Raven bookstore. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. oh my God, so much happens on this day. So we have the birthday party, all the things going wrong with the birthday party. Um, we have the there was the pinata. Um, the yeah. oldest brother Todd had put a rubber spider into the pinata mm-hmm. um, as a bit of a gag because Jimmy is terrified of spiders and he's, he's no he's arachnophobic. 
You say potato, this, I say... This, no, that's literally... one way to say That's literally, literally what Jimmy said. This I know. This is why we hate him. This yeah. is why we hate Jimmy. <laughs> but he... Oh, but Jimmy, while he's afraid of spiders so much, he uh, has a pet mouse that he absolutely loves. Max. Max. That, um... He, he uses for experiments as in like mazes and such he's not doing any kind of makeup tests no but he, he's built a cardboard maze um, on this same day where okay so the spider a real spider comes out of the pinata and lands on Jimmy pretty solid looking tarantula yeah right on his face yep it's pretty great he freaks out he says Todd did it on purpose Todd says it was a rubber spider yeah the family is divided down as to who believes who yeah um, but but Todd gets in trouble. Todd gets in trouble. Bill tri- or, uh, Bill tries to make peace. Or does the mouse happen first? I think the mouse happens first. So, uh, Jessica's still feeling sick. Todd, uh, Todd hears some, Jessica uh, whining about something as she go, he goes into her room to uh, check uh, check on her. Mm-hmm. He sees some evil-looking thing go under her bed, sees some, like, eyeball, red, glowing red eyeballs looking at him. Uh, he gets knocked back, accidentally knocks the dollhouse over, which ends up crushing Max, who you we had seen crawl into the dollhouse. Jimmy is inconsolable, uh, and yet Bill, being the stand-up guy, goes to try to console him, Jimmy says, no, leave me alone. And then as Bill closed the door, the door closes to reveal that Jimmy's undead dad has been lurking in the room the entire time. Yeah. And he is, he's a little zombified right a little now. A little zombified. Like, um, he looks just a hey, share of uh, Bub from Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but, and like that style of makeup. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, before, uh, before, actually, I just... It's what is. It's so hard to keep track of the it's events in these one movies. Day. It's all one day. Um, before, like, I can't remember if it's before the monster mouse under the bed because it's you basically yeah, see yeah, giant yeah. red eyes yeah. come at it and say, yeah, it's the mouse. I think there's even a glimpse of mouse tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there, he he's talking to Todd, and the window blows open yeah. as the window on the dollhouse opens. Yeah. And a giant gust, like just a, a torrent of wind, is yeah. blasting into the room, like cartoonishly strong, blowing leaves and smoke and d- dust. And then he can't get it closed. The window in the dollhouse closes. He gets this window closed and says that it's the uh, Santa Ana winds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they establish early on that the dollhouse and the dolls and the dollhouse have something of like a voodoo doll aspect to them. Right. The one influences the other. Exactly. Um, so then, yeah, the dead dad shows up and basically tells Jimmy, we're going to have to figure out yeah. maybe we do to Bill what, uh, what happens to your mouse. Yeah. I mean, All the cool better. kids are killing their dad, their stepdads. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to be cool, don't I didn't raise an uncool kid, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy playing the dad is pretty fun yeah. throughout the whole thing. Like, he gets the makeup, and he just has, like, a, he has a lot of, uh, hey, guy, let's, uh, let's go murder your dad. I mean, come on, let's, yeah. what are we doing? Let's do this. Like, throughout the film. Yeah. I, uh, again, while we were watching, I noted that he reminded me a lot of Richard Mull as the villain in House. As definitely 
as the makeup progressively gets like they they, they work with the American Werewolf in London protocol where every time uh, Undead Dad shows up he's looking more decomposed and haggard mm-hmm. and so he definitely starts and he's in a flight uh, uh, like a, a fighter uh, jet fighter flight suit the whole time so yeah he's mm-hmm. definitely given off the Richard Mall house vibe yeah and there's other stuff that I'll like a lot of the tone kind of felt houseish. like this felt like it would have been more at home in that series of films than it was in yeah. this series agreed uh, at least inspired by maybe who knows maybe um but yeah, so Dead Dad shows up, and Jimmy's not necessarily into the idea. He's not. He's, he's not saying into Dad no. being back. Right. He's happy to see Dad back, yeah. but Dad says the thing that we should all warn all children about. Yeah. For the real. phrase. Why don't we keep this our little secret? Our right now? little secrets. Yeah. Um, um. Anybody who knows any children anywhere, make sure give them a little card to carry around with them that if they hear this phrase. Run. Accurate. So. Um. And then, and then the day the day continues, uh, but it's been successful for Bill and Claire. So uh, Bill and Claire start to have a little get a little action mm-hmm. uh, with each other. And uh, as Bill appears to be doing yeoman work, uh, Claire is being distracted by the shirtless picture of Todd on the uh, on the dresser, and. As the sex scene progresses, the picture keeps changing mm-hmm. and interacting with her yeah. more and more. Like it, zooming in, close ups, yeah. so doing would, a little call me with yeah, the Yeah, like call me hind or hind ten type. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 but the, like the, basically the, like let's party. Yeah. And, and then, then it turns into a zombie. <laughs> yeah, like like black around the eyes, like yeah. sunken and sallow. And that seemed to put her over the edge. Yeah. To be honest. We all got our things. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. We we do not kink shame on the Amityville podcast. Nope. Even though you should be ashamed. <laughs> Some of the things in this series, if it's your thing, that is illegal. Well, yeah, this is, uh, that is one, actually one, one, once again we get the uh, the pseudo incest uh, running theme throughout the fil- these films. The problem is that the majority of the cast in like the haunted house versions of these movies are all family and so you know you run out of options (laughs) it's hard to date outside the family in these movies but Todd does Todd has a girlfriend played by uh, Robin Lee uh, Robin Lisa Fox I believe I I think is her name Uh, she was uh, she played uh, Foreman's older sister on that 70s show yeah and was on that really good episode of the X-Files when it's the uh, the two girls that have the same birthday and all the stars are aligning and the whole town is going nuts Mm -hmm. (sighs) the X-Files so, uh, but yeah, so that's that. So, yeah, so and Todd and his girlfriend are in the shed that, that yeah, night. Then Todd and Todd's, Todd's girlfriend plays a not funny at all scare jump, jump scare mm-hmm. on him. But then they go to the shed and they go to have their alone time. Because this is still the same day. Yes. This is amazing. And as they're... Uh, as they're starting to mess around, she notes uh, the bug exhibits and such. I say bug, bug insect, and all of that because there's a mix and match. Yeah, but, she, but either way, she's into the bugs. Yeah, she says it. 
She sees one that's uh, a wasp under glass. It's in a little, uh, like, you know, window box type setup. Mm-hmm. And, like, this can't be real. This is, is this alive? It's not alive. It's a box. A bug. Yeah, pinned inside a box. And so as they're going to it, nope. um, it bursts out of it, explosion of glass. Um, Starts stabbing the hell out of both of them. Yeah. And then it goes after Todd. Yeah, go when it, yeah, it goes after her Whoa. first, she runs, Whoa. he stays in, he smashes it with a brick, yeah. but he lifts the brick and it's still alive and it comes after him and it goes in his ear. I do not like that. No. I do not like that no. at all. I like it even less when like uh Bill and Claire come in to rescue him. They uh, pour alcohol in his ear to kind of drown the bug, and then when they pull it out, it's somehow bigger than when it went in. Mm-hmm. And covered in blood and goo. Yep, because yep. it was in his brain. Oh, yeah. oh, God, I hate everything. I hate yeah. everything about it. And he does go to the hospital for it. And the Bill notes that doctor said he'd never seen one that big. Mm-hmm. We assume he was talking about the bug. Yeah, but... Todd's back the next day. That's fine, because um, after a nightmare... Oh, wait. We also oh. we, we skipped a bit at the refrigerator, the post-coital refrigerator scene, oh, where uh, Claire, yep. still, Claire has the itch for her younger steps, for her young stepson, and uh, Todd accidentally rubs up against her, and it really frustrates her. Mm-hmm. She kind of snaps at him, but then is like, I'm not going to talk about this right now. Yeah. yeah. Or ever. Hopefully. Yeah. Is Jesus. Yeah, and that was before the wasp incident. That's because the, yeah, that's yeah, when he then, goes out to be yeah, with her. Exactly, yeah, right, right, exactly, right, right. Exactly. I cannot stress enough, this was a full day. And that was it. Like, uh, after the hospital. After the, the hospital, we get, Dad has a dream of a little Cousin Oliver-style red-headed yeah. kid uh, spiking nice. his feet to the floor for reasons? Yeah. Don't worry. That will also never be explained. At all. Yeah. They just kind of drift past that one. Yeah. And then we get to day two. Day two. The family in the second movie. Yeah, I guess day three. The family in the second movie lasted a lot longer before they went completely irretrievably insane. Yeah. There was like a good couple of weeks. Yeah. And that was one of the quickest ramp-ups, I think. Definitely on screen. But, like, they imply a lot more time had passed. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's really just they move in. They, uh... Yeah, they move in. The birthday party's the next day. And Mm -hmm. then that day lasts forever. Yeah. And then... Pancakes! Pancakes. And Marla stops in with the herbal tea. And Claire just needs to get out of the house and clear her head because can't stop staring at my teenage stepson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes back and masturbates. Yep. She strums her pain with her fingers. She does. And it was kind of neat in terms of, uh, you don't see a lot of... Like, it's not gratuitous in the visuals. I was just waiting for it. You don't see a lot of sexy times where women are taking care of themselves. Like, you don't see too many sex scenes where, like, women are actually having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone they're allowed to just, you know, to handle their own uh, own uh, pleasure. And it was kind of nice seeing it in this one. Yeah, traditionally the MPAA is not kind to women enjoying themselves. As well they should be. Yeah. You know. 
It makes my blood run cold thinking of women having fun during sex. It's just, this is not the way it should be. Yes, I'm single, listeners. Call me. Duh. So, yeah, Claire, um, as she's doing this, she starts seeing in the mirror Todd, and then she starts feeling feeling Todd, and then she just kind of... She is completely... She is other than... Uh, she has her shirt off, but she's wearing a bra, so it's kind of... Like, she is basically completely clothed the yeah. entire time, which is also kind of nice in terms of... Uh, it's not as exploity as right. you would think uh, they would go for with this kind of movie. Yeah. And um, she interrupts herself. Uh, she basically calls Bill up mm-hmm. uh, and asks him to join in the fun. But halfway through, she sees over his shoulder uh, Todd looking yeah. down the hall. Not an actual Todd. No, this is a fantasy Todd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Bill, like, like we said earlier, Bill is very like she calls it quits. Uh, on the uh, the activities, and Bill is okay. Like he's just like okay. No, I understand. Yeah, that, yeah. Like he doesn't even do the like, babe. You can't leave me like this. Yeah, he's like okay, okay, okay. You're having him. Yeah, whatever's wrong. I get it. You need some time alone. That I understand. He's a good guy. He is. Like, it's not even, like, and it's not presented as, like, a wimpy or he's not man enough sort of thing. It's just, like, I respect you and what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of this movie that was refreshing. Yeah. Until we get to the last ten minutes, but we'll get there. Yeah. Now, um, we cut from that. Um, Jimmy sees his dad again yeah. out back well, digging the, a grave. So... Claire and Bill go out to a restaurant for dinner, and Todd is left in charge, so he obviously gets the kids up to bed as quickly as possible so girlfriend Dana can come over. And then we get that great moment where Jimmy and Jessica are both saying good night, like prolonging the good nights. So like, cause neither yeah. of them wants to be alone in their rooms because they yeah. know that they're all going to die. Yeah. They just, they give each other this, these looks mm. as they're walking separate directions. Like they're headed to the gallows. Yep. Yeah. And so Jimmy like, closes Ew. the door, looks out the window and there's, Dead old dad digging a grave. Saying he's digging it for them. Hell yeah, he is. Um, he's a provider. <laughs> and then we go over to the date where uh, Bill and Claire are talking about how things don't feel right right now and they mm-hmm. acknowledge there is a problem between them. Um, but also recognize that now that they're not in the house, they feel clearer than they had the last couple of days. Yeah, and I think they're chalking it up to just the stress of moving in and sure, family. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a healthy, rational conversation. Yes. Well, until Bill starts talking about his dreams and how he thinks they're all going to die. And that. I mean... Yeah. But she's not insulting about it. She's like, hey, it's it's going to be fine. We're going to yeah. get through this. It's going to be okay. She's not dismissive. She's cons- she's empathetic, but not dismissive about it. Which, again, I really like this family. Yeah. 
Uh, she doesn't see like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's empathetic. She listens to what he says, and even if she doesn't believe the dreams are premonitions per se, they could be emblematic of the stress that he's going through, or just the family dynamic. She's not necessarily saying, "Oh, I believe in the supernatural," and this all, you know, so much as you are stressed and this is a concern. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back at home, Todd has sent the kids up because Dan is coming over. His girlfriend. Oh, she has been waiting in outside for the parents to go away. Mm-hmm. And the parents are not necessarily nuts about her. Think she might be a bad influence. Well, uh, I think part of that was. Uh, I think more of that was Claire. Uh, or under the influence of the house is jealous and so she's yeah. like she's so she not, wanted to put a bug in his ear no yeah exactly no it's just <laughs> like uh, I think she should break up with, he should break up with Dana she, he can do better mm-hmm. yep but um, he's making margaritas for them and yeah. really put in the work dude he's putting salt on the glass and everything like mm-hmm. they have the salt like they have all of the fixings for the margarita including like the special bowl or the special Tupperware of salt for yeah. the rim and everything and uh and not mixed margarita like he was making full margarita yeah with like half a quart of tequila yeah but unfortunately as he's running the blender and you know Getting the ice all mushed and such. For sure. Um, the fireplace. She's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> she's at the fireplace. Um, she's hearing voices. She's getting kind of into a trance. Mm-hmm. And then her hair catches. Oh, then her tattoos start bleeding. Well, her, oh, God. Which that's is right. Neat. There's a neat gag where, like, she's got a few tattoos on her arms. And uh, where the tattoos, like, one of them's a rose, but another one's kind of like a tribal looking design. But where it would come to a point on her skin, it starts bleeding, mm-hmm. which is as if the tattoo is piercing her skin. Yeah, which is kind of a neat gag. And then her head is on fire. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, uh, to add to the the phrase, "It's our little secret." That should be a red flag for every kid. Stop, drop, and roll. Guys, this was taught for a reason. Mm -hmm. She does not stop. She does not drop. She does not roll. She just kind of writhes on her hands and knees for like Mm -hmm. five minutes while the back of her head is on fire. Yeah, she stands there for a stretch. Then she's down on her knees. Then she's down on the hands and knees. But at no point does she ever take anything and try and put it onto the flaming part of her head, which is a lot. Most. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair catches on fire. She's got a lot of hair. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, she gets, she goes up quick. Um, there was there appeared to be a lot of hair product. So that's also yeah. something there's yeah. It's safer now. Uh, hairspray's not as flammable as mm-hmm. it used to be. But still a risk. Sure, sure. And as somebody who's been on fire more than a few times, mm. it does work. You are as long as you do I mean, you don't want to flail too much and stoke the fire, but when you stop, drop, and roll, you're going to want to concentrate on the parts burning the hardest to tamp them out. Um, If you can, uh, if you're... 
I mean, if you're outdoors, just go for what you go. Uh, if you're indoors and can avoid rolling on a carpet, well, that, better. That might exacerbate the issue. It does uh, because the carpet itself can go up a little That's bit. Um, also, whatever is on you that may be causing the fire, like in my experience, uh, spray Lysol, then you might rub some of that into the carpet, which is going to just help it burn. Yeah. So... Anyway, there's some fire safety for you. Also, don't be in a haunted house. (laughs) Very good point, yes. So, we leave that to go to the voodoo doll ceremony. Yes, the uh, Marla and Tobias are finally experimenting with this voodoo doll to find out what is going on, and then everything explodes. Mm Mm-hmm. It was foreshadowed slightly because in the dollhouse there were a bunch of little mini books mm-hmm. on the staircase and kind of around, and they had blood on them. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're performing this voodoo ceremony on the doll, and the doll sits up. Yeah. And starts making little gestures, and things start going crazy. Books are knocked over. Books knocked over, and fall. Uh, one of them falls on Marla's head. I really thought that book was going to be, like, open up and show the Amityville house or something. Connected something. somehow. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. It was just the heaviest book that the spirits could find. Exactly. Uh, well, once Tobias establishes that she's... Uh, definitely had a concussion he leaves her to go rescue the family yeah he makes sure she's awake awake yeah but yeah i guess of the people at risk at this point he understands the evil nature sure, we're sure. gonna side with him because I, they were yeah, cool i, 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 like I understand it's just it's kind of funny it's like you're okay right you got mm-hmm. this okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna go leave don't yeah. sit don't fall asleep yeah Mm, smelling salts, cup of coffee. Yeah, well, you got, you got this. You got this. She's got this. It's fine. Yeah. And, and at but, the house, all hell is breaking loose. Well, it, during the ceremony, um, part of what helps break all of the events happening is they put a knife through the voodoo doll. Oh god! Yeah. And pull from it a giant bloody wasp. It's so gross. Yeah. I don't believe wasps have red blood, but this one was just dripping in it. I don't do not do not like. Yeah. So anyway, we realize now that oh, these things um, wasps bad. Uh, Did we not know that wasps were bad? Well, wasps <laughs> extra bad and demony in this neighborhood. Fair, 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 fair enough. As opposed to the wasps in all the previous films are just the families that bought the house. Indeed. I'm kidding. So many of them were Catholic. Maybe that's yeah. what it's trying to say. Mm, Catholicism bad. Yeah, but Protestants, well, that's where this story <laughs> needs to go. Exactly. Huh. But yeah. They're so less uptight about things. <laughs> are they? No. No. Just different things. Yeah. But so everything is going bad. Mm-hmm. And Undead Dad really starts coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he, he's trying to, it's like, he's really like full on, hey, Jimmy, all the cool kids are killing their stepdads. You want to be cool? Mm-hmm. I didn't raise you to not be cool. And uh, what's fun is that, like, clearly he's supposed to be a hallucination, but then Bill starts seeing him as well. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't want to kill the stepdad. He doesn't want to kill Bill. So his dad slaps him yeah and then Bill comes into the room to like what's the noise sees the dad 
and they have a skirmish and Jimmy runs out of the room Claire sees Jimmy and insists that Bill did it immediately yeah pissed at him no excellent like I mean I'm not saying there's no evidence to suggest that Bill did it but it's like that's kind of a leap it is but then again everybody is being worked on by the house right but even Jimmy is flat out saying it wasn't him it was dad you mean Bill no actual dad and she says don't defend him in her defense the dad is dead the dad is dead (laughs) it only makes sense that this is the person that could have done it yeah but it's like jimmy's actually defending bill right now this is a huge turn maybe listen yeah um so she kicks bill out of the house and bill realizes he's got a piece of the flight suit in his hand like this is this is fucking real tangible what uh, but unfortunately, he's stuck outside the house now, where Claire is inside and turns around and immediately finds out, oh shit, it is him. Who made the back to the wrong horse. Mm-hmm. And so Dad uh, or Bill is trying to get back into the house. He goes through the garage. The garage shuts on him, and then his car starts running because Amityville houses can drive, can drive. Can operate cars. Mm-hmm. And this time it was kind of fun. Like the the house tries to kill him with the carbon monoxide, which that's a different take. Yeah, it's a nice new one. Yeah. But luckily, Tobias shows up in time to uh, open, magically open up the garage door and yeah. get everything going. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, if he had waited and checked on that concussion, Bill might be dead now. Bill might be dead now. Yeah. But, uh, um, but whereas, yeah. uh, so, so uh, Jimmy and Claire are literally tied up on the couch with undead dad, and uh, an apparition of Dana has shown up to uh, plague Todd and tempt him. Yeah. All sorts of third-degree burned love. Yeah, and as far as we know, Dana is in the hospital in a coma from yes. the burns. Yes. Um, so it would have been funny if it was just actually her. Yeah. And terrible. Yeah. Because I appreciate that it was the house fucking with them. I, I I hate that like the only people that really suffer in the movie are not are the people not living in the house. True. Like Dana gets burned all over her head mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Marla got bit by the dollhouse yep and, and then, then the book thrown over her head yep um, and then Tobias will later die yeah spoiler alert for the next five minutes see this thing like even with the undead dad I really liked all the choices that they were making horror movie wise supernatural wise mm-hmm. and then the last ten minutes really just go completely off the rails yeah cause we're like we're there we now have a face to a villain yeah. that we could defeat. And he's all the, about just deck. like, let's throw everybody in the fire and you're all going to die. And that's threat enough. Right. But then the fireplace is a portal to some sort of hell dimension with actual, you know, Buffy the Vampire demons in it. Yeah, like somewhere a little bit Buffy, a little bit Troll 2, a yeah. little bit, again, Saturday the 14th, uh, which I mentioned last time. The movie comes up a lot in my life. Um, there's yeah there's just kind of everything happening at once but like for these for these demons you would hope that they would be terrifying yeah. and they really look like we have four guys in suits who have no idea what they're here for today yeah and they just 
they look like somebody walked in on a meeting and they're just trying to like go over to escort them out at first. Like there's yeah. just the way, slow way they they're turn just wandering up. around. They're not actually like going after any of the yeah. people. They're not doing any really like demony stuff. It just looks completely casual and awkward. Yeah, and, and it's just. Like, it's weird to say, but tonally, it didn't fit. Like, it didn't fit the movie up until this point. Like, yeah. you'd seen random flashes of these guys, like, in the dream sequence and just in other spots just to freak you out. Mm-hmm. But, like, even with Undead Dad, it really just wasn't... These demons were not part of this. And then yeah. it just, like... If they had looked more waspy, maybe. Yeah, but they don't look like wasps, which we had talked about through the movie. Yeah. They don't... We don't know where they came from. We don't know. Were these demons what burned down the original house? Is the house supposed to be haunted because the family died in there? Mm -hmm. Are these demons tied to the Amityville model house? Like, is the... Like... the, The... What are they there for? Yeah, the miniature house, the doll house... I should remember that term. It's part of the title. Um, (laughs) Is that the cursed item because it is a portal in and out of this hell dimension? Yeah. Is it the house because there was a tragedy there? Is it... What is it? I don't know. Is it just demons messing with people and they pick the thing? Or there's... I have there's nothing they don't give yeah. you anything I have no idea exists. what the actual villaining was except that they put a face to the dad being he was good yeah. I liked him and was it even actually the dad yeah or was it the demons pretending to be the dad or who knows maybe he was this an this is asshole. not a movie for answers no which is to say it's an Amityville movie yep. there are never any answers to any nope. of these things at all not their strong suit, but it's not. they do. After up, uh, so Tobias um, blocks a passageway. After they jump through the fireplace into the dollhouse, find these demons. He casts a spell of light around a door so they can escape back into the real world. While he none of this stands sad. there, he could have also gone through the same door. No, no, I can't. Ah. It's like how at the end of X Men X Two, X Men United, uh, Jean Grey could hold back all of Lake Minnetonka or or Lake Winnipeg, whatever the Mm -hmm. body of water was, and lift the Blackbird out of danger. But she couldn't do it from inside the Blackbird. That didn't make any sense. Uh, It would make no sense if she could do it safely from inside the thing. The convenience sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. it just it felt like shit. Like this was not a worthy sacrifice. It wasn't worthy of Tobias. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the really magic, necessary. The magic he used didn't even work because the light was supposed to block the demons, who immediately right reached through, grab him, and pull him out of it. And if they, if other people went through the door, why are they not going through the door so they can yeah. be full size in real life? But these would be answers. These would be answers to the zillion questions they raised in the last ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. But everybody that matters gets out fairly unscathed. The house explodes. Uh, but first, because they threw the dollhouse into the fireplace, mm-hmm. 
it explodes. It like it starts burning and has that explosion of. You've seen a movie where it's clearly a miniature shot, yeah. And then the house blows up. Imagine that at normal speed, not like them slowing it down for effect. It looks a little weird. Yeah, but then interesting, they, but weird. Yeah, then it that makes it not look as weird when the real air quote house blows up, which is also a miniature. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but that. They, I don't know if the frame rate wasn't right or what, but it didn't play that it looks like the real house blowing up. It's like, oh, you're blowing up another dollhouse. Cool. Um, but yeah, we blow up the Amityville house and a secondary house, which is honestly our first twofer. Yeah, yeah. And then the family drives away, and we have some ADR quips to close us out. Yeah, everybody keeps trying to make the last joke. Mm-hmm. I think Todd ends up winning. Yeah, I don't remember what any of them or were, no, or maybe it was Jimmy. Like what yeah. Jimmy? Jimmy makes like the building was up, not up to code, or and then like, I can't oh, believe if you're, you're an a hour, tractor, yeah, if you're a contractor, this is not going to hurt. You're not not going to help your business or something. Yeah. But yeah, they make all of the. Tone deaf jokes. Yeah, it's it. It felt like you end the movie with a quick minute of a writer's room trying to pitch a finale. Yep. And then credits. And then credits. What's oh. your what's your resale? Or you got something? Um, I forgot that the rules were um, don't touch the attic door. It listens, and my hand disappears in the fireplace. Yeah. Um, None of these really matter, other than the uh, hand disappearing in the fireplace. Yeah. Pre- it, it foreshadows the uh, the portal in the fireplace. Yeah. Which, I guess, spits you out at the attic door, the fact that house yeah, lives. In the dollhouse. Yeah. And vice versa. Or um, something. I would say as long as, as long as you're okay with the ending being... Banana balls. Yeah. It was it was an enjoyable watch. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I like the family. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a good succession of gags throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, none of these are particularly scary, but like they yeah. they work as like a good little supernatural horror movie. It's honestly it just fails at the one yard line. Yeah. In terms of like this, it's like they tried to do all have all of these big. Production value. Uh, we're gonna wow you at the end, mm-hmm. and it's How so disjointed. End in a big explosion. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as I do. I, of course, I want a big explosion. But mm-hmm. like, the whole bit with the demons really just takes you right out of it in terms of yeah. like, what are we even? What, what is happening? What am I looking at? What yeah. is this? What does this have to do with anything? Like, you have to if if you want to have an ending that complicated, you have to set it up a little bit. Yeah, if you want to tell us you're explaining what happened and what is all going on, you should know what you're explaining before you open your mouth. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Yeah, but other than that, like it was, I would say it was the most likable family. Definitely the most likable family. Mm -hmm. Which is, and they were still at odds with each other throughout the whole film, which is kind of fun. It was just, but in a good way. Yeah, like like sympathetically and honestly. Yeah, and they didn't let the a dumb argument linger for too long for no good reason. Like, oh, and that brings it back to the first one too—the blended family, the the blended family thing. Uh Yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, I would say my resale is pretty high for yeah. this one. Yeah, man, 
And this is the last of the uh, original group mm -hmm. of Amityvilles. But for next week, it's going to be the remake with yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, MGM dropped some decent coin to revive the franchise after nine years of no Amityville films. And that starts a thing. This was like the first, like not only was this the first one I ever saw, I actually saw this in the theater. Nice. I found my old ticket stuff for it and everything. Huh. It's kind of crazy, but yeah. All right, well, unless you guys, uh, we'll see you guys next week as we continue the progression of Amityville movies. And God help me, it's probably going to be the high watermark for the foreseeable future next week. <laughs> then God only knows. <sighs> And Miss Fetlana is saying goodbye too. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully, she'll join us as well. Talk to you later. Bye. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 